Welcome to She Illuminated. I'm Jana Fuchs, a licensed clinical psychotherapist and soul coach for burnt out women and moms looking to take control of their stress and say hello to a more joyful life. I'm also a mom to two incredible young humans, one of whom is autistic. Together, we will dive into real, raw, and messy conversations about intuition, vulnerability, and the resilience of the human spirit. We all deserve the gift of connection to ourselves and to our lives. So let's spend a little time together here, and perhaps we can walk through the rest of this day feeling just a bit more brightly illuminated. Let's go. Hey, hey, this is the She Illuminated podcast, and I'm your host, Jana Fuchs. Welcome back. If you've been listening for a while, or if you're new here, welcome for your first time. And please pardon my voice. I'm battling a little bit of a virus, but I am here, I am showing up, and I am about to deliver a really beautiful episode to you. So what I want to say first and foremost is that My goal on the show is really to curate an experience that allows you a moment to pause and breathe amidst the chaos, to feel connected back to yourself, to perhaps learn some new things, and overall to feel a little less alone in your unique life experiences. Also, Because this show is a labor of love from my heart to yours, and the content you hear each week is totally free, I would be over the moon grateful and thrilled if you could take one moment to leave a five-star review on whichever platform you're listening on, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pocket Casts, or what have you. That's how this show is able to keep going and reach wider listenership. Also, feel free to DM me anytime on Instagram. It's at Jana Fuchs Coaching. If you have questions, feedback, or episode ideas, I really do read and respond to every single one of them, and I love hearing from all of you. Also, if you're an overwhelmed mom of a kiddo with ADHD or autism or any form of neurodivergence and you need some extra support in prioritizing yourself, I'm available for a free 30-minute consultation to help you decide if working with me would be a good fit for you. Now, before we get into the sweet deliciousness of this episode, I wanted to give you all some brief context for what and who you will be hearing today. Since the creation of She Illuminated, I have felt really pulled to interview my own son, Leo, on the show. So long as he was totally comfortable with the idea and only if I had his full permission to go ahead and air it. And we agreed ahead of time that if there was anything that we discussed in the recording of the show that either one of us wasn't comfortable, you know, publicly sharing, then I would go ahead and edit those parts out. So What you'll be hearing today is the final product of my interview with Leo. Okay, so if you've listened to previous shows, then you already know that I'm the mom 
of two school-age kids, an eight-year-old girl who presents, quote, neurotypically in simple terms. She's a more traditional or as-expected learner and social-emotional processor. And then I have Leo, my 10-year-old son, who is neurodivergent. Specifically, he has ADHD, is autistic, and gifted. And I want to note that if you are a parent whose child presents differently from their same age peers, is having a hard time at school, or you suspect that there's some sort of unexplained issue or a missing diagnosis, you may want to check out episode three, when a mother's intuition can be the greatest tool, what to do when you sense that your kid is different and struggling at school. Um, that episode is a bit lengthy, but there's so much great information in there as I discuss my family's journey of navigating the path to Leo's diagnosis. And I also brought on Peppy Silverman, who's an educational advocate, in my mind, like the educational advocate of the century. And she came on and she broke down all of the questions that so many of us parents are faced with. So what you're going to be hearing today is my talk with Leo, who was diagnosed with ADHD, combined presentation at age six, and who later received his autism diagnosis at age nine after it became increasingly evident that other things were going on that couldn't exclusively be explained by ADHD alone. And regarding what you're about to hear in my chat with Leo, I want to also note that for him, he was pretty focused during our chat because he had eaten a protein-rich meal and had taken his ADHD meds beforehand. And I also wrapped up our talk when I did because I could tell he was starting to get pretty squirmy after about 20 or so minutes, which is more or less the period of time that he can sustain mental focus before he, you know, he typically needs a break. So also disclaimer, want to note that when Leo describes the way that he learned about his autism diagnosis when he was nine, he does so in a very casual, kind of like nonchalant kind of a way. And I feel a little protective of him because I'm not really sure if he has more complicated feelings about that moment that he isn't quite able to articulate or maybe that he isn't ready to discuss or perhaps he is totally at peace with the memory. And so I didn't push that. Leo does occasionally open up to us about how hard it is, in fact, to be different, which he talks about a little bit on the show and which you'll hear in bits and pieces. But for my husband and myself, that moment was a really important one. And it was a moment that was heartfelt, that really was strengths-based and that we prepared in great detail for, and we really wanted to get it right. We wanted Leo to know that a diagnosis changes nothing about him, his personality, our relationship with him, or his friends' relationships, and that however he felt about the news or information he was hearing from us, we were completely open to answering whatever questions he had, or if we didn't know the answers, we would go ahead and try and find them out. 
So we really kind of like stress to him that all the diagnosis does is it guides us towards the right supports and resources that we all need so that we can help him to feel like his most empowered, successful version of himself. And what you will hear are that the feelings that Leo shares about that very thing and that we share with him in it are very similar. He knows that his diagnosis changes nothing about who he is, and he's very secure in knowing how loved and supported he is. So let's go ahead now and take a listen. Enjoy. Welcome back to She Illuminated. This is episode 15, and I am beyond excited today because my very special guest of honor is none other than my own amazing, incredible son, Leo. So Leo, welcome to the show. I am so happy that you're here. Hi, mom. (laughs) Hi, Leo. Let's start out by you telling our listeners a little bit about yourself, how old you are, what some of your interests are. My name's Leo. I am 10 years old. I like memes and my favorite YouTuber is SMG4. Okay. Thank you so much. And I also have autism and ADHD and I'm in regional gifted. Okay. So that was a lot of good information. So Leo, you are 10 years old. Your favorite YouTuber is SMG4. You have autism and ADHD and you're in regional gifted. Okay. And so for those who aren't aware, what does that mean? What is regional gifted? Regional gifted is like a CPS program. And CPS is just local to Chicago. So why don't you explain a little more? It's a public schools program where basically Mm -hmm. uh, instead of skipping a grade, instead you still count uh, as the grade that you're in, except you just learn at a grade ahead, but you still count as a grade. So if you're the age where you would normally be a fourth grader, you'd still be considered a fourth grader, except you'd be learning at fifth grade level. So for me, I'm in fifth grade when I learn at sixth grade level. Okay. Thank you. That was a very clear explanation. And how do you like school? I don't like it. I love it. (laughs) So great. What do you love about it? A lot of things. The teachers, my friends, and also I like learning. Okay. And can you tell the listeners maybe... Any misconceptions that you think some people have about either having ADHD or autism? Anything that, from your perspective, you think parents should know? To be honest, nobody really has misconceptions about me having ADHD and autism because most people that I know know so little about it that they don't even know what to expect about it. So they're not expecting anything specific ways that I would act because they Mm -hmm. usually don't even know what ADHD or autism is, which is surprising. Like, you mean like kids your same age? Mm -hmm. Because like nearly half of the world actually is ADHD. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Who knows at this point, maybe with the invention of cell phones and everything else. I think actually the statistic is somewhere around... One in five has some sort of some form of neurodivergence. So 
meaning they have ADHD or autism or dyslexia. Okay. And I want to ask you, what was it like for you? Because other people are going to be listening to this podcast who also have kids who either have ADHD or autism, or maybe they haven't yet found out that their child has ADHD or autism, or maybe they themselves have ADHD or autism, the parents. Can you tell us a little bit about how you felt when you learned that you have autism? So basically, I walked upstairs because I was going to get some soda, bring downstairs, and then keep playing Five Nights at Security Reach. But they'd really recommend playing. It's actually an amazing game. Anyways, though, then uh, my mom and dad told me, hey, Leo, you have autism. And I was just like, okay. I didn't really care, to be honest, because I knew that it was nothing to worry about if I'm already acting how I am, because mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong with that, really. So I was like, Okay. I think, yeah. So I think what I'm understanding you saying is that you realized that it changes nothing about about who you didn't even hear. Yeah. Mom, remember how it was like? Yeah. At the time, and I want to refresh your memory. Do you remember that book series that you loved about the animals? Right. And you were a little bit younger. You were like, you were adorable. Yeah. It was so cute. So Leo was a little bit younger when he got the diagnosis. So he was eight and nine years old when he started getting into these books. And they were a series, right? And the first one that you read, I think, was All Dogs Have ADHD. What was the second one? Do you remember? All cats are on the autism spectrum. And then the third one was All Birds Have Anxiety. They actually used to have anxiety of a very specific thing. Until I realized, I used to have a phobia of bees, until I realized how docile they were. Mm-hmm. In fact, one day I actually picked up a bumblebee when it was drowning in a puddle, and I took it inside and helped warm it up, and then it flew off without stinging me at all. Honestly, True story. pretty adorable. Most people think that bees are out to sting you, but they'll pretty much only sting you if either they know that they're already about to die, or... If you're trying to attack their hive. Yeah, and you know what? You really overcame that fear. There was a point in time you wouldn't even walk on the grass when you were a little boy. there are some sting insects that will actually just come after you, even if you just only seem like a potential threat to just one of them even specifically. Mm -hmm. Pretty much most sting insects that aren't bees that includes wasps, hornets, yellow jets, you get the idea. But bees, honestly, they just usually try to avoid trouble as much as possible. Mm-hmm. And the only time that you should be able to get stunned by them is if either they think you're messing with your hive, like you're with a group of people and someone tries to attack the hive, because mm-hmm. bees are social animals and... So are we human. You know what I think I've noticed about you over the years? First of all, Leo, you have always been someone who has so much empathy, both for people and for Mm -hmm. animals. Out of my two kids, you, we have always said, you are the more empathic one. And also you have a way of understanding. You really are able to empathize and have understanding for animals that often get a rap that they're misunderstood. Are you okay if we transition now into talking about video games? Would okay. that be all right with you? Sure. Okay. 
Okay, let's talk about video games because first of all, I know you're a 10-year-old boy and video games are all the rage in your age range and also many age ranges. What for you, what is it that video games does for you? Well, to be honest, I've always just been really good at them mainly because I don't know if it's my autism or my ADHD. Mm-hmm. But it's like I can become one with the gaming system, basically, where I just know where all the buttons are and I can just move my hands for them without even thinking about what the control combination is or any of that. To I just think about moving the character around. It's almost like a language that you were born speaking, mm-hmm. but that you don't have to try that hard. It's, it feels very natural to you. It's basically feels the same. Moving around the the video game characters seems the same way, kind of feels the same way as just moving my own body. Yeah. You don't even have to think about it except Mm -hmm. for just moving your own body like this. Okay, wait. So I want to ask you, when parents like the ones you have, sometimes get you. Yes. And daddy. When we sometimes get frustrated because we're like, you've been on your video games too long. Come upstairs. You're not like that. Oh, a little bit. You're not that forceful. But when we do say you need to take a screen break for real, you've been on your screens too long. We're going to do something as a family or you need to do homework, whatever it is. And then you get frustrated. What do you feel like it is that we parents don't understand about how video games feels you know, the word you we just, use, regulating or calming or like actually in a lot of ways, video games can be really helpful for mm-hmm. kids with ADHD or autism. How do video games help you to feel calm and happy? It's just a virtual world. There's not really any real consequences, which is a pretty awesome thing about it. So you have a lot of ability to both be in control and make mistakes and there's no, it's no big deal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Also, I'm hearing you say you're pretty good at most video games, which allows you probably to feel like a real sense of mastery and success and also like problem solving, it seems like too, yeah? I don't know about problem solving and make it problem solving stuff too, but you And is there any link between video games and school do you think it helps you at all in school are there connections you can make between skill sets that you have stimulates my brain Mm -hmm. and it also helps to get me feeling more up and awake for example like if i'm just having a bad inflate and then i get like a five minute break on the computer playing a video game Mm it will get me feeling all better as if uh, i'm a mom that Got zero hours of sleep and then chugged like a bunch of coffee. <laughs> and now they're just like, I'm ready. I'm ready. It, I'm so ready. it stimulates your brain to get your juices flowing again. Yeah. So I think, and yep. this is what a lot of parents don't understand. And actually, another podcast host whose book I've mentioned before, who I love, Debbie Reber, wrote the book Differently Wired. Um, she had an episode recently on the upside of video games for kids like ours, and that it actually one of the reasons it feels so hard to peel kids away from video games because it regulates their nervous system. 
because it allows them to feel their own mastery. And it's the type of stimulation that their brains require that- Finally, someone who understands me. (laughs) And it allows them to learn problem-solving skills, to manage frustration, and uh, get their brain and to, so like now. to get in quick reaction time, learning uh, to uh, cope with having to try again. Right. Again. Now, I'm not saying that being on video games all day, every day well, yeah. is necessarily that the right thing. Headache and possibly put you in the emergency room after long enough. After long enough, you might need right. to get But I think I just want to be clear that I think a lot of parents panic that their kids play video games too much. And I think it's important to mention that having video gaming disorder, which is not yet in the Diagnostic Statistical Manual of Psychological Disorders, but it's coming soon, that would involve serious impairment in everyday functioning, if the video games are getting in the way of everyday functioning, meaning it's making your child's grades suffer, the role that they play in their family or amongst friends is starting to suffer and causing all sorts of functional impairments across the board. Okay, I just have a couple more questions. You've been so wonderful, Leo, answering all of my questions. Thank you for being patient. For parents who have a child who doesn't yet have an answer as to like how their child's brain processes information, they maybe haven't gotten a diagnosis yet and the parents are trying to help the child feel as supported as possible. Do you have any advice for parents of what either we did that might have felt helpful or unhelpful to you before we fully understood that you had autism and ADHD? What do you think it's important for parents to know if they don't yet have a diagnosis for their kid? If they're struggling things and you don't know why, then maybe check if they have autism or ADHD. Yeah, and I'll clarify. Actually, they're both done with neuropsychological evaluations, but there's a specific test for autism called the ADOS. Mm -hmm. But both tests are done with neuropsychological evaluations. And various experts can make an ADHD or autism diagnosis, including some psychologists or often neuropsychologists, child and adolescent psychiatrists, developmental pediatricians, and neurologists. And I want to ask you one final question. What do you imagine, this might be like a little bit of a harder question to answer because I'm basically asking you to guess, but what do you imagine that it might have felt like for you if daddy and I learned that you had autism, but we never told you because we didn't want you to be like, the field different. Must be my ADHD. And do you think if you later learned, let's say when you were in your 20s, that we kept the diagnosis from you? I'd probably just be like, guys, you ruined all my grades. <laughs> Why do you say that? Because uh, without all the special help, man, my grades would have been plummeted. The special help meaning from your special ed teacher? Yeah. And uh, all the different types of expectations I have. Yeah. Yeah. Because it makes a lot of things harder, but it also makes it easier to think about a lot of things. For example, for me, I'm pretty good at working. The only part that I don't like about schoolwork is writing with the 
physically writing with a pencil is all I don't like. Yeah, that feels like very physically annoying and difficult for you. You get like a hand cramp. It's not that. It's just for some urine. It just makes me feel. It makes you full of dread. Yes. Yeah. I just like. Yeah. So what helps you with that? Shortening the length of the assignment or typing it on the computer? Mm. To be honest, they still fully expect me to write very long sentences by hand, which really doesn't help. Well, P.S., you also have amazingly beautiful handwriting and you write in cursive, which is kind of cool. I stopped recently because they finally convinced me. <laughs> and by convinced, I mean just saying it so many times that I did it so that they would stop asking. Mm, that's like, okay. Okay, is there anything else that you want to say to our listeners, whether it's a mom, a dad, a kid, anything else you feel advice-wise for them about raising a kid who also might be gifted or have autism or ADHD? To be honest, I'm not the one who's doing all this stuff that's helping me out here. Of course, it's my parents. So, Mom, you take it away for this part because you're the one who's giving me all this help. Yeah, I think the biggest thing I would say is I think over the years, Leo, we've worked hard to try and speak each other's languages so that we can connect. And when I feel misunderstood or you feel misunderstood, sometimes we just need to take a break and then come back to it when we're feeling calmer. Because I've noticed over the years, if you're frustrated or I'm frustrated or daddy's frustrated, whatever it is, it's like none of us can hear each other because if voices are raised in a moment of frustration, none of our bodies or nervous systems are in a calm place. And I think we do a better job of connecting when we take a break and come back and talk about it again when we feel calm. I think that's one of the biggest lessons I've learned over the years, and that we have to learn to see the world through each other's eyes as best we can. Even though I might not totally know what it feels like in your experience to be you, and you might not totally know what it's like in my experience to be me, I know how loved I am by you, and I know that you know how loved you are, right? And isn't that what it's all about? How do you know that you're loved for you? I honestly don't know how I know. I don't know how I know. I just know. Do you think we have high expectations of you, even though you battle with some stuff that feels difficult for you? Not too high. They feel reasonable? Yeah, reasonable. Yeah, because we know you're so capable. Yeah. Come here. Can I have a hug? You know what I'm not capable of? And you accept the fact they need some help versus other parents just work their kids as if they were actually, I don't know. But the point is, when a kid has ADHD or autism, especially if they have both at once, then they need a lot of special help because mm-hmm. it's not easy. It's not easy. It makes everything like 10 times harder. Yeah, it's not easy. Is there anything about it that you would change for yourself? Well, I want it to be so that writing's a lot less stressful. Yeah. And I don't so now this much. It's pretty much it. Okay. Leo, you have been amazing today. Absolutely amazing. Can I have a hug? Love you, Leo.
Thank you for being my special guest. Will you come back on the show sometime? Sure. Okay. Bye, ladies and gentlemen, or ladies and ladies. Thanks again for tuning in. And until next time, keep shining brightly. If you have enjoyed the show and want to learn more, you can follow me at www.sheilluminated.com or email me with comments and show ideas at Jana at sheilluminated.com. If you're interested in working with me as a coaching client, contact me at Jana at JannaFuchsCoaching.com. And if this episode meant something to you, please consider supporting the show by taking less than one minute to rate and review the show. It makes all the difference in the world to help spread the word, and it makes it accessible to wider audiences everywhere. You can also take a screenshot of it and share it with a friend or on your socials. Tag me, Jana Fuchs Coaching. And as always, may you walk through the rest of your day feeling just a bit more brightly illuminated. Until next time.